The following podcast has been pre-recorded for your audio pleasure. It is rated M for Mexican. Well, hello to another episode of Mexican Mind Matters. I am your host, the Mexican. We are going to address the State of the Union in this episode. And by that I mean we will give the state of everything that is going on with and revolving Mexipants. Now... As the intro suggested, this is pre-recorded. This will air mid-November. Possibly after Veterans Day. But, the State of the Union is brought to you at the end of October. And let's start with the ROM lifestyle. Thus far... I do not believe I've lost 20 pounds per month. I did not lose 20 pounds in September. I did not lose 20 pounds in October. Mind you, I have not 100% weighed myself. But when I went to my doctor's appointment after my birthday, um, I did lose weight, but I don't think it was 20 pounds. However, I have lost two belt buckles on my dress pants with my belt. My jeans are kind of falling off, even with a belt. So I've had to use old clothes. Well, not old clothes. Well, they are clothes. The clothes that I don't wear as much because they weren't fitting me, and now they are fitting me. So I am losing weight. I am looking better. It has been noted. But it is not to the category of what the ROM lifestyle suggests. Also, I have not PR'd any race, which I knew would happen, because doing back-to-back-to-backs is very hard to do a PR. Plus, most of the races have been, you know, hilly, too hot, so conditions for PR were not ideal thus far. So, I am winning the wager as it stands. As I mentioned previously, cheat days are now ruined because I can't eat as much as before due to the lifestyle. It sucks. But hey, that's what it is. So, that's the first state. Moving on 
to the state of Samantha. Samantha is officially over 130,000 miles. I think she's nearing 133,000. Um, no more races are drivable. Therefore, she's taking some time off from that. Um, some bitch did cut me off in traffic on the way to work one time and consequently almost uh, hit Samantha on the front passenger side. Uh, They barely kissed, but ever since, the inside of Samantha kind of shakes, which I don't know why. The seat, the passenger seat shakes a little bit more. So I don't know. I will have to have that looked at. Also, I don't know if somebody hit me or hit Samantha while the car was parked because I have a giant scratch on the passenger door of Samantha that was not there before. So, and also Samantha needs new three other shoes, new shoes on on the other three feet. So we will attend to that soon. Nothing too concerning. But now that we don't have to, uh, you know, drive to races until maybe Nebraska, but even then you can still fly there. Um, it is what it is. On to the next state. Speaking of which, the state of the marathons. This year, we've accomplished yeah, a thousand miles in a year. We've actually gone way over that. We've also managed to finish all six majors, finally, to get the six-star medal. So now we can focus on being a 50-state finisher and the first Mexican to do so. So that would end next July, and then after that, we'll focus on the continents. But that is the main concern right now. Uh, new shoes are needed. Um, and basically, we are about to do New Mexico and Arizona as this is pre recorded. By the time this airs, hopefully we would have done those two and Nevada. And we'd be looking forward to the Quadzilla. But because those are four races and it's a flight to Seattle. And then we're trying to finagle a flight to Honolulu. More money will be needed. Finances will need to be established and rearranged, budgeted in order to accommodate for these flights. That is the state of the marathons. The next state we will discuss is the state of Mexi's work. At the time of this recording, Mexi has applied for the Columbus office manager position, has not gotten it yet. Also, he is very close to hitting goal. 43 for the month of October, but he needs to keep doing that 
for the next months, aka November and December. Now, the final state, of course, is the one everybody is interested in. It is the state of Maxi's love life. As you may know, this year, many have come and many have gone as contenders. We have... Well, we had... um, Ashley, at the beginning of the year, who made her return and seemed to be acting better. But again, still the same scenario as before. Basically hanging out nine to ten times a year is not going to cut it. Uh, She was showing signs of improvement, hanging out a little bit more, uh, calling me babe, uh, saying I love you, blah, blah, blah. But then when I pushed the envelope, turns out that she does not consider us dating, which is kind of normal. Because we never actually fully had the talk, as I mentioned many times over the course of the podcasts during this year and previous, you know, Makes You Love Life episodes. And I basically said to her, hey, um, then how come you come with babe? How come you say I love you if we're not, we're not anything? And she never responded. I said, say something. So up to the date of this recording, she has not responded or called. She used to always check snaps, like stuff on Facebook. Um, she has not defended me on Facebook. But she know, she hasn't texted or called or liked or snapped during this time frame. There you go. Not much one can do there. And like I said, over the course of the year, many have come and gone. Kessler was a contender until she left me, um, you know, stood me up at national, at East, well, not national, the East Regional Tournament. Then said it would make up to me, make it up to me, and then never bothered to. And then somehow either got a new boyfriend or went back together with her old boyfriend, whichever one it was, I don't care. And so that one got cut. Uh, The other receptionist, Marissa, she eventually returned. She never moved to Chicago, so she lied about that. And returned back to her old boyfriend, again, making getting her cut. The other receptionist, uh, well, former receptionist too, uh, Lindsay from Toledo, who wants to talk and hang out, but doesn't want to leave her shitty boyfriend. Uh, I gave her three options to hang out. Uh, all three were trips for my races. She had to pick one or else she didn't pick any. And I don't know if girls think people are stupid or they may just think I'm stupid and like I don't I can't check their social media or snap uh, 
we're friends on all social media, idiots. I block you guys from seeing shit. That's different. But if you're an idiot and don't do it, then don't complain when I call you out on it. Um, not picking an option, but then not doing anything on either of the three weekends. Yeah, that just means you're just too lazy or don't care. So hence, done. Ah. Then we have the particular scenario of my ex, Ellen, who won't stop talking to me. It's actually funny because I've gone to hang out with her when she basically pays for me to be there more times than I've hung out with Ashley during the year. Huh. Interesting. And every time I'm reminded of how dumb she is and how much of a liar she is. And the last time I stood her up, I said, you know what? Fuck this. You can go to Art of Garden yourself. You live at home with your parents now because you're an idiot. You have no job. You have no life. Just just stop. Like, I don't need to block the number because it makes me laugh every time she reaches out with these nonsense scenarios. And it reaffirms my decision. So, I'm glad. And, uh, but yeah, no. Uh, that, that, that actually, if you ever do come across my podcast, uh, that is why, like, picking you over other people is extremely hard. Because, yeah, you have medical issues, but... Unless you're in a coma or dying, you still have access to a phone. I still see you on Facebook checking stuff out. So the fact that you use a laptop or a computer, you know, a computer or your phone to do any of those means that you could grab the phone and send a text daily, mind you, to see how I am. But you choose not to. So, I have no reason to continuously be the one to call, text you. And I envision that you will eventually try to reach out here soon by the time this airs. And I will tell you what I told you last time. Only in harsher terms because apparently you don't listen. Yes, I have not met your family. Yes, we've not gone out as much. But that is not my fault when I send you my calendar and tell you, hey, when you want to hang out, I can make arrangements with my races. We've made plans multiple times and you always cancel for whatever reason. So the ball has always been in your court. I will not wait until I'm 40 for us to be on our 20th date. That is not how this works. 10 times a year is nothing. And a complete waste of time. Regardless of what scenarios you want to say or what excuses you want to 
bring up. Which leaves to the next two. Let's start with the obvious one. The queen. My paralegal B, even though she technically isn't. Well, at the time of this po- of of the airing of this podcast, maybe I will be officially her B, her A, and she will be my B if all things go according to plan. But one never knows. She would definitely love that. And here's the th- and here's the thing. I am very good at keeping track of things. I am very good at organizing things. I'm very good at making notes on things. I know from basic, you know, interactions and just, you know, having known people for a long time, tendencies. And I keep notes on all my contenders because one has to. It's easy. I have a very good visual memory, but it makes it easier for me to memorize things. And the queen has a queen diaries, and don't get me wrong. And slowly but surely, apparently, I'm breaking down these walls. But there comes a time where one has to make harsh decisions. And it was a time where it was the queen and Ashley. But then somebody brought to my attention a co-worker from Akron. Mind you, was the one that suggested this. In the struggles of picking one or the other, it was brought to my attention that neither is an acceptable option. And it just so turns out that if I do get To be officially her A, that would definitely be ultimate platinum rule breaking. It is clearly against company policy. And if I somehow, by the time of this recording going live and airing on iTunes, if I am the Columbus office manager, that is even more of a violation of Platinum Rule. But everybody at work already assumes things. I know if if the Queen ever comes across this, I will say this. If you ever grab the diaries and just looked through Here's what you should know that I know. I know that you are, even though you claim it is accidental and not on purpose, very flirtatious with many people, myself included. Well, myself recently since, I don't know, since I broke down the wall of not being uh, a weirdo and okay to talk to which I forget when that was but between February and April 
I also know for a fact that you tend to be very selfish and think primarily of yourself. This is why you want me to be your A, because I make your job very easy. Everything is organized, everything is listed, you just have to do the math, plug in the numbers, read notes, it's all done for you. It's literally handed in a, on the silver platter, as opposed to other A's you've had or currently have. Everything you say, manipulate, make me think is because you don't want to lose the privileges that come with me being your A or partially your A at this point. You dodge your feelings or answering questions yet always want me to ask and talk about mine. At the time of this recording, we have a bet going on that I can't go eight days without saying my favorite motto. I won't say it because I'm a man of my word. And I am very good at winning bets. So just ask Jack or anybody else. The initial bet is $20. But you wanted to up the stakes. To what? I don't know. But I know what I would like. Conversations have been had. That make me believe that more you want but also things have been told to me by other co-workers that I don't know the answer because it is hearsay or the evidence is circumstantial I am afraid of asking you because I'm afraid of confirming those answers which would lead me to automatically eliminate you from this equation but for the time being know this if I get promoted it all comes to an end it actually is slowly but surely coming to an end because upon having more cases there's less time for me to see you at work and since we hardly ever see each other outside the office actually we don't see each other outside the office because you always say we will and we don't so therefore one must move on as my coworker said neither is an acceptable option but and this brings me to my last section well part of this last state of the union category of Mexi's love life. A new contender has appeared. This contender was met on Bumble. At the time of this recording, we've had officially our first date. 
she did not get lemon lot. She is two years older, which it's under the limit, so it's okay. Her Mexicanist grade is nine out of ten, which means that is very promising. The other grades are not a hundred percent complete yet, so we're still working out those kinks and getting to know the actual answers to the grades to be able to compute and see if this is actually something we can work with. We haven't figured out the second date because of my schedule, her schedule. But here's what I will say. Two things have been offered. Now, mind you, she did mention that she has been on very many horrible first dates. And that my first date with her was very refreshing. And she cannot believe that I am that awesome. Go figure. Shocker. The report was great. After the first date, I always wait 72 hours to contact her. Other than unless the female initiates contact first. The moment she got home, she messaged me. Now, she has said that she likes to talk daily with somebody she envisions as a future partner. Mm, that, mm, that's a little bit of a... Ugh. All right. That prompted me to have to make a decision. Do I fast track this as a contender put on the same level as Ashley or the Queen? I had to decide that. But, as I was going to say, two things were mentioned by this new contender that made me basically decide that she is the frontrunner. After one day, she's already offered to drive me to marathons in her car and also meal prep for me as I do my rum lifestyle. She constantly asks questions and even though she has a bad memory, tends to retain the information that is provided. Those three things right there, combined with the fact that she actually wants to at least text once a day. Shit. Even the queen can text once a day. And she has a little bit of ADD and anxiety. So. The fact that Ashley does not do any of these things puts her third on this list. The queen at this point is second by a long shot because I am not jeopardizing my job if I don't know where that's going. And especially when I have a front runner who 
is willing to do that after one date. Do you imagine what I will be getting after two or three or four dates? Shit, she even offered to drive me to redo Alabama, which is a seven-hour drive, or go to New Mexico and Arizona via car. That's a 24-hour drive one way, just to put that in perspective for most people. That is called going above and beyond for your partner in ways that even my ex, Helen, claimed she would do, never did. So, to summarize that extensive last date, if Tara gets all her ducks in a row of the grades add up, this new front runner will be presented to the council aka my BBs for analysis she would be presented to the jackers for feedback she would be um, presented possibly to co-workers which means that the queen will have to take a back seat And the queen, for all I know, already has someone. But doesn't tell me because she doesn't want things to change. And doesn't want to have all of the things and, and all the privileges she gets taken away. But once the other frontrunner becomes official, that is inevitable. And that is the State of the Union, ladies and gentlemen. That is what is going on as of end of October in Mexi's life. Encompassing every aspect broken down just for you guys. We will see what November holds and December and possibly provide an end of the year State of the Union around the holidays now with that being said as always we are on iTunes and SoundCloud Maxi Mind Matters Google us Twitter at SuperAssleMax Facebook Alex AK the Mexican Snapchat and YouTube SuperMax's channel look us up Listen to old episodes. This was the State of the Union of Mexi's life. But if you need to, I will throw in a couple words of the State of the Union of the podcast, Mexi My Matters. Um, It has skyrocketed ever since we launched on iTunes. October was our third highest month. September before that was our second highest month. And the inaugural September was the highest. So, so we still have the U.S. as the top country that listens to the podcast. Germany 
has jumped in the second, followed by England, Arsabayang, and the Netherlands. Dayton is still number one in cities, followed by Sunnyvale, California, and Columbus, Ohio, of course, as the top three. We cannot provide a list of avid listeners because there's no way for me to know who checks it out on iTunes, but I'm pretty sure we all know who they are. The people who constantly congratulate Maxi on the podcast. It is flourishing. It is in over 20 countries. It is in over 100 cities in the U.S. And we will just grow in popularity. And hopefully the months to come will provide more viewership and listeners than the first year. Hopefully our second year will be better than our first year. Who knows? We've come a long way. There's no more Alex and Mike's Cabana. Although we do have people that listen to those episodes. On SoundCloud. We focus primarily on topics that come up. And then what goes on in Mike's life. And that is for everybody to enjoy. Like I said, that is the end of the podcast. Like I said, check us out. I've already said said everything that is to be said. But do remember that as always, where there's a Mexican, there is always a way. <laughs>